0: This podcast is brought to you by the Hitched Wine Club. The holidays are just around the corner, and with a couple of clicks, Hitched has made it easy to check an item off your list. Whether you're hosting holiday meals or visiting friends and family, joining the Hitched Wine Club takes the hassle out of finding that perfect bottle. When the holiday dust settles, you and your spouse will continue to get great wine along with date ideas and much more. Gift memberships and baskets also make a perfect gift. Take advantage of this great opportunity by visiting hitchedmag.com
1: you really want to know what love is yeah yes tell us more than anything in the world Ron well it's really quite simple when you're married you'll understand the importance of fresh produce shut up. just shut up you had me at hello
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined once again with the fan favorite, Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noel. Hi, Steve. Uh, Noelle, if this is your first time listening, first, welcome. I think you'll enjoy what we have in store for you today. Uh, but Noelle is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. And abroad, she is also the author of nine best-selling books. Her two uh, most recent um, relationship books are *Your Man Is Wonderful* and *Dangerous Relationships*. Uh, she has also recently come out with a ebook um, available for Kindle readers. It is make more money by making your employees happy. It is fantastic. Uh, But today we are not talking about employees. We are not talking, well, maybe maybe we are. Uh, We are not talking about uh, your man is wonderful. We're talking about uh, do you play a role in your spouse's infidelity? And it really just takes two, it does take two to tango. So this this is really a toughie we're gonna get into here. Um, because usually we decry the spouse who's done the cheating, and we all agree that the cheater is in the wrong. We're not, we're not trying to skirt that issue. But, um, Noelle, you say that even if the cheater is in the wrong, the non-cheating spouse may have something actually to do
1: with that infidelity. Uh, that sounds awful. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. I agree with you, Steve. And, and in no way does the non-cheating spouse's possible role in the infidelity exonerate or absolve the cheater? Absolutely not. I mean, let me say that loud and clear. Mm -hmm. Cheating is wrong. Period and a sentence, no matter what the circumstance. So, if someone wants to step out on their spouse, they owe them the honesty of a conversation that says, I'm tempted, or I want out, or something like that. It is definitely not okay to walk away from your marriage vows without discussing it with your mate, as painful as that might be.
0: Yeah, okay. So you're not then saying that it's the non-cheating spouse's fault that
1: the cheater cheated? Absolutely not. I mean, the cheater is the one who took their clothes off. (laughs) Let's be real about this, right? Yes. But what I am saying, and and this is the point of uh, today's podcast, is you may be inadvertently pushing your spouse away so that they end up seeking closeness and intimacy somewhere else. Now, it's still their bad for cheating, but what what I intend for us to take a look at today is how you might be pushing your spouse out of your bed into somebody else's. Uh,
0: okay, so what would be some of the ways that you may be putting uh, pushing your spouse into the other person's bed?
1: Well, first of all, we probably should, should mention that we're not talking about marriages in which there are very, very... Um, Uh, how should I say this, Uh, really horrible uh, sexual issues, okay? Uh This isn't today's topic. In other words, there are plenty of sex experts and sexologists and everything else on Hitch who've discussed uh, how sexuality may play a role in affairs.
0: So we're We're not talking about, about, like, the sex angle of this.
1: No, we are not, not at all. So when I'm talking about pushing your spouse out of your bed into somebody else's, basically, the way that that happens is when you focus on your spouse's flaws. I mean, simply put, nagging, complaining, and generally bringing to your partner's attention all their flaws is a great way to push them out of your own bed. So, for example, okay, you tell yourself, well, they really should be getting ahead farther at work, and why didn't they get that raise? Or or why did so-and-so get that promotion instead of them? Or you tell yourself, you can't believe how clumsy they were to drive the car over a curb. Now look at the repair bill." Or you say, you know, well, look how messy the kids' room is. And can't your spouse even teach the kids to pick up after themselves? And on and on and on. Well, quite frankly, Steve, you do enough complaining about your spouse's behavior, and the likelihood that they're finding less complaining arms to fly into increases.
0: So, uh, okay, so then what else? Because this sounds like it's just a lot of nagging up to this point.
1: Nagging, complaining, and blaming. Yeah, okay. Great trio. <laughs> but what else is a failure to get interested in your spouse's work. And quite frankly, it doesn't matter if the work is at home or out of the home or wherever it is. But is. Let's say, though, for sake of example, that you're a two-career couple, okay? Increasingly common, as we well know. You blab on and on about your work, about what so-and-so did, messed up your day, about the struggles you're having with your new manager, but then you either don't ask about your spouse's workday, whether that was at home or, or, or out, or you listen with like half an ear, you know, to what they say. In other words, you're not all that interested. So the consequence of that is you don't follow up the next day or so with, well, how did it work out with that problem you were having with the coworker, Or did you manage to find the, the new dentist you were looking for for the kids? And you don't jump up and down enthusiastically when your spouse announces that he or she finally got X project nailed down. Because quite frankly, you weren't listening all that much when they talked about X project in the first place. So, mm. once again, enough disinterest, and your spouse may start talking to someone who actually listens to that.
0: Listening. We've uh, <laughs> we've covered listening. this topic a million times.
1: Uh, so, yes, we have. <laughs> and thing- yet, you know, Steve, it never gets old <laughs> because quite frankly... It, it, it just takes different forms in how failing to listen hurts a marriage. Absolutely. it. You know, I think about this a lot
0: with Hitched because so much of the issues, they're not revolutionary. They're not... Anything di- you know so often I, I, I talk about how marriage is different today than it was 50 years ago or 100 years ago or whatever mm-hmm. but so much of it is
1: is the same and well the basics of, re- of good relationship are the same yeah and the I, form of marriage is different the form you know the the, the how it's put together
0: yeah and I think but, and I think about this and I think you know it's not so like people know that in order to stay healthy you should exercise eat a good diet but they still don't do it. Right. Um, but when you give them a uh, different way, I mean, this is why we always see these diets come up and, and disappear. And then the next one comes up and then disappears. It's because people need that variety. They need that, that change, that choice. And, and I feel like that's the same thing that we're able to offer with hitched is yes, you know, you need to listen, you know, you need c- good communication. You need to do the di- you need to do all these things. But we offer um, new ways of going about it, different, you know, you slice it this way this week, and then the next week we might hit something that resonates with you, whereas the, exactly. the previous effort didn't really stick. So.
1: Exactly. And people change. Yes. In other words, what, what made, you know, sometimes it fascinates me. I'll listen to a, a self-help tape that I bought, let's say, five years ago, and I look at the thing getting dusty, and I go, I should really listen to that again. And I hear entirely new things on it. Yeah, And it's not the tape, obviously, that, that, that <laughs> somehow magically photoshopped itself or whatever in the night. But what it is, is I'm different. Yeah. So different things speak to me differently. And I think that's another side of what you're saying, Steve, is that it's only as we continually offer uh, different approaches to an issue that people... A, get it differently because they're in a different space with themselves. B, need to hear it differently just because they're bored of the other way we were saying it. (laughs) There's a lot of reasons why we tend to need the same stuff said over and over and over in different ways for different times and times.
0: That's such a great. I love that. I love that point of we're different people, you know. Or hopefully, hopefully, we're growing as people, right? right. And I was. It's funny because I was just having this conversation this past weekend. Uh, I was talking to a friend, and he'd never seen the movie Airplane. Um, oh. And I remember watching it as a kid and thinking it was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wasn't too young, but I, I remember thinking it was funny. And then I remember watching it as an adult, and all of a sudden, I caught you know, about 90% more jokes that were in that movie than I remembered as a kid. And um, it it was just – it was one of those things. And I think that was an illustration of, uh, you know, there was growth there where I understood things where I didn't understand them previously. Um, And so, yeah, I – you know, if if you're not ready to hear something, you you probably won't hear it. Right. Absolutely. um, We were talking about – coming home from work and discussing your day and then not really listening intently mm-hmm. and then paying caring enough or paying attention enough to
1: follow up the next day. I'm right. Just, I'm, That's a, par- a part of listening that a lot of people don't tune into. Yeah. It's, it's not just listening in the moment. It's listening for the threads that are important to your mate so that you can continue the conversation, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, and so then I'm... I'm assuming that
0: this same type of thing uh, is probably true and applies to individual hobbies or interests then, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, we we were talking earlier, Steve, that you have an appreciation for fine food. Yes. Well, <laughs> if Jessica never ever said to you, uh, Jessica, your wife, never ever said to you, have you found a new restaurant or, you know, did you like that new recipe or whatever, if she just literally didn't pay any attention to your... Interest in fine foods, you might be talking about fine foods to someone else. I'm not saying cheating, but you would want to talk about it because it's a it's a subject of interest. So when we don't pay attention to whatever our spouse's individual interests are and kind of follow up on them, we run the risk of their finding somebody else to talk to.
0: Yeah. And now, does that then um, would you then cl- uh, classify that as um, emotional infidelity?
1: Yes. That's a great way of putting it, yes, and it's 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 subversive, we don't really know we're doing it, mm-hmm. and then we do it more and more, and we kind of then get hooked into the physical,
0: yeah, okay yeah.
1: Um,
0: was... so, uh, so um you know at the beginning, the first thing that we were talking about was the the the, the blaming, the nagging, the complaining, mm-hmm. um and you know is as great as I think I might be sometimes, I <laughs> I know I'm not perfect. Um, and I would never expect uh, my wife to go around the house and telling me how she worships me and adores me, although I'm sure she does. Um, but so what are we supposed to do? Because we do want to be honest. We do, I, you know, yeah. I actually really appreciate uh, c- criticisms if they're given to me constructively. Um, yeah. And I, uh, because I want to be, Better. I want to be improved, and I feel like um, being married has made me a better person because it's mm-hmm. pushed me in different ways and uh, and opened me to different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do we how do we go about that um, if we're not, you know, supposed to worship the person so that because we're so fearful that they're gonna just go run into somebody else's arms,
1: right? Which would be the, the worst reason in the world to be appreciative of your spouse as as a preventive measure. (laughs) 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 um, The the point, though, is more that you need to notice and talk about the good things you see in your mate and appreciate and praise those and listen for real and be actively interested in what interests your mate. And as many researchers have, pointed out. It's not the negative things we say. It's not the complaining, blaming, and all that that kills the closest in the marriage. It's the ratio of how much we're doing that to how much positive we're giving.
0: Mm-hmm. Is and this, the, the, this gets the to the, the John time. Gottman
1: thing? Yes, and, and others since him. Yes, absolutely. You need at least seven positives for three negatives. Now, that really isn't that hard to do. In other words, if you found yourself complaining about something legitimate or not, we're not even getting into that part, okay? Yeah. Is stop yourself and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, I, I recognize that I've kind of launched you know, three of those or two of those or whatever, my mate in the last 10 minutes. Maybe I better kind of take a look at what's going on that I like, that pleases me, that I appreciate and express those. Like, open your mouth and say it. Because often we think it, but we don't open our mouth and say it. Yeah. So that you've got that balance. It's all about balance. Of course you want to be real. It's extremely important to be real. But there are wonderful things you appreciate about your mate that are just as real as the complaining part. Mm-hmm. I think
0: a, an easy uh, tip for this is when you're separated from your spouse, think about something positive you want to say to them when you see them again or reconnect. Um, mm-hmm. So, Because when you're in the heat of a conversation, uh, you might not have... The foresight to to say the positive things in a and in an appropriate ratio or a healthy ratio, right? Right. Uh, but right. if you can kind of I don't want to say pad the stats, but if you can uh, start it off by being positive, mm-hmm. if if you have those negative things to say later on, you've mm-hmm. already given them a couple good nuggets that they know that you're not trying to be mean because that's not all they hear from you. Whereas right. if they walk through the door and the first thing they, they they hear from you is, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, you need to go do this, um, mm-hmm. you've already started uh, behind. Yeah, so absolutely. I think if you can launch into that positive first before you say those critical things next.
1: The other thing to notice, Steve, and I know we're coming to the end of our time, but the other thing to notice is that if you are generally saying positive things to your spouse and then you say a critical thing, they're more likely to take it seriously than if you just do the critical stuff.
0: Mm. That's a great point. Because at that point, they're probably uh, listening more intently because who doesn't like to hear positive things thrown their way? Right. That's yeah. right.
1: And then if you say one critical thing, it's like, oh, I'll pay attention because that's not generally how he thinks of me or how she thinks of me. So this must be for real.
0: Uh, that As is... opposed
1: to someone who is continually going, you're, you're not this, you're not that, you're bad this, you're bad that. After a while, we turn to them out.
0: That is such a great point because you're right. Because if all you hear is the negative stuff, then it's just like, oh, she's opening her mouth or he's opening his mouth. That's right. Here comes some more negative. I don't even, right. I don't want to hear it. But if it's, Absolutely. you know, regularly positive, you're right. Because then it's like, ooh, she doesn't usually have bad things to say about what I'm doing. Right. This must really bother her or, right. or him. Yep. Um, that is, uh, you know what? That is a great point to stop, Noel. Um, enlightening as always. So thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. Uh, before we go, I want to remind everybody: you are listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of nine best-selling books. Her two most recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Uh, She has a new business book out for Kindle readers. It is Make More Money by Making Your Employees Happy. It is awesome. Uh, You can get more information at her website, www.noellenelson.com, as well as yourmaniswonderful.com. You can find her on Facebook. You can find Noelle on Twitter, at Dr. Noelle Nelson. Uh, I am on Twitter, at Hitched Media, so that is, that is actually me behind the, uh, behind the wheel there. So uh, if you have any comments, questions, whatnot, uh, go ahead and feel free to shoot me a message there. I, I love all my tweets. Um, we are on Facebook. We're on Google+. Plus. Uh, We have uh, Pinterest, Tumblr, um, and of course, the the granddaddy of them all, hitchmag.com. So uh, please check it out. If you got questions, do some searches. we got tons of stuff up there, lots of really fantastic uh, past podcast episodes and great things that Noelle's done as well as some others. Um, So uh, check it out. Um, And that is going to do it for this week. So one last time. Thank you, Noelle. Thank you, Steve. All right. And take care, everybody.
1: I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched. Entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.